0: Hey, greetings, fellow Slingers. It's your trusted handler, Brian, welcoming you back once again to another installment of our Delta Green homebrew scenario, Under a Pale Moon. I know that for quite some time, I've been talking about this AP, saying it was always almost done, just over that mountain, just around the corner. Well, we are finally into it. And I know this is only episode two, but all the episodes are already done. That's right, the AP is finished, and no, it's not a two episode long kind of thing. Nope, nope, we got plenty of episodes, but like always in the past, you're gonna have to be patient as these golden episodes drop. But while you're patiently waiting, there are a few ways you can pass the time. That's right, tell a friend about us. Let them know how you're digging the show and how it really brings you up when you're not feeling at your best or even when you are feeling at your best it helps you sustain that level of bestness (laughs) bestness that's right you can also subscribe to our youtube channel at rolled hard 20. don't forget hit that subscribe bell and click that little ding-a-ling-a-ling bell so yeah you get those notifications so you never miss whenever we drop one of our episodes and please Don't forget to leave us that five-star rating and review on whatever app you listen to the show on. And damn, if we aren't on all the major and minor apps. That's crazy. So leaving that review will really help with the analytics. But enough of my smooth olive oil voice. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of what you tuned in to hear. Let's warm up our dice and top off our glass as Roll the Hard 20 podcast presents episode two of our Under a Pale Moon Scenario. Please enjoy, everybody. So welcome back, everybody. How's everyone doing?
1: outstanding doing well good to be back yeah rammy looking forward to going up in the woods having a nice quiet walk with nature missing hikers whatever made them missing (laughs) you know standard delta green day
2: Sasquatching. we'll find pieces of them in a in a either a burn pit or in a tree or buried beneath a cabin in a sewage container who knows that <laughs> would be sewage nice. container in the, in the uh, septic tank out back.
1: Yeah, is greatest tank hope out is back. The <laughs> greatest hope is that they were killed by mortals.
0: What were you saying, <laughs> Dave, mortals. before we jumped on? You were telling me something? So as we were doing the first episode, I took a picture just of my setup, and I tweeted it, and I just like tagged the show, and I tagged um, Dennis Detweiler and uh, Arc Dream Publishing and those guys. And um, it's just cool because he liked it, and I know it's probably nothing to these guys, but it's just to to be able to touch them and they're like seeing what we're Ooh. doing. That's pimping. So when this comes out, I will definitely send it and like tag them again. Hey, man, check this out. That's what yeah. we're doing with your product. <clears throat> and I'm excited about anybody that sends a like to the show or whatever, because I, you know, it's all good stuff. So I really enjoy that. Getting our digits out there, getting our show out there, not just Pathfinder, not just D&D, but actually Delta Green and anything else that we produce out there. Because I love this game. I really do this. I have to say, I think this is probably my favorite game. Hands down.
2: I'm enjoying it a lot, but I only play it with you. So there you go.
0: You only play with (laughs) me. Yeah. Well, let's lead us in and go from there. Greetings, fellow Slingers. Welcome back to World of the Heart 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted handler, Brian. And with me, my Heart Slingers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't even distinguish between the Heart Slingers of your and, and the new. And then with your and neo, maybe something like that. We'll have to, we'll the have to come we we'll to spit wad those. Uh, <laughs> no, definitely no millennial on this show. We ain't doing that shit. We don't to do gender <laughs> Funny thing, um, the other night, Brandy and I went out to, to eat. And we were at this restaurant and I was waiting outside for them to call our names. We put it under her name and there were some families loitering around and, and she wanted to go to this like store while we were waiting. So, of course, I'm sitting there and they come out and they're like, oh, uh, Brandy, Brandy table for Brandy. So, I stand up and they're looking at me. I'm like, trust me, that's my wife. I do not identify as Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, it's cool, though. They just, the they just laughed their ass. Off. It was pretty yeah. funny. But yeah, but I, I do not identify. My outside. last name. I identify
1: as jaeger or
2: jameson <laughs>
1: and yes, <laughs> I had and that I'm brandy happened. go for whiskey today <clears throat> at costco i was uh checking out and i you know i gave him my card and you know i'm wearing my i have my hair down and the card picture and all that and the the lady she was a little bit older and she's like um is the is the lady with you oh, today God. whose card are you using and i just I reached back pulled my hair down and go no it's me <laughs> I know I'm just pretty, but, uh, you know, no, that, the that's beard me. in the picture didn't give it away for her. well, It's a small picture and she was older and said, her eyes weren't working that well. So I'm glad oh. that she was, uh, not actually handling the food, you know, I can only imagine she was so <laughs> apologetic. Very faux pas. Well oh covered her ass on that one. <laughs> I uh, thought that I, was pretty funny I, though. I always, that always happens. Take it as a compliment. I am. I'm pretty like a lady. That's what all the boys in prison told me
0: so here we are keep
1: in touch with some of those guys Sam <laughs> <laughs> oh he's touched them
0: all day long mm. um, so here we are episode two of our under a pale moon scenario for our delta green game uh, you guys have finally hooked up and met agent Ramirez have met with agent Adesso and the agent Kimura who has yet to change his name on his screen yet handle it uh, you guys gathered together at the Provo Airport, where you guys promptly got into your waiting rental car that Heisenberg had already procured for you. Logged into the GPS is your destination. Forest Ranger Station, District 3 of the Wasatch Mountains in Utah. Approximate time to destination, 53 minutes. Severe weather warning. Now, Ramirez, you'd done a little Digging around on your laptop using your own private hotspot and you found basically a bunch of gibberish because you were trying to get, see if anything had come across the main news sources to see if, if any of this has reached, I guess, main channels. And really the only thing you were able to dig up is just some third party sources and some rag newspapers, the most prominent one being Phenomena X. And you'd said something to the effect of you were on your way there. And they said, we'll see you soon.
2: That's ominous in and of itself.
0: It could be. Mm-hmm.
2: So tell me I what you guys, guys. Would li- tell me what you guys would like to do. Everybody's it's a your keyboard hero, by the way. Yeah. We're going to go to a Walmart or something like that, a big superstore. We're going to get some food and supplies and anything else we think we should use know, using to the maximum of our cash what meager as it is. And because um, we get snowed in or stuck, we want to be able to have enough supplies.
1: Ramirez, um, is there a snow warning for going up the mountain? Does it require chains for all vehicles? So Ramirez will access that information with his magical fingers.
0: As you go through, you see that there is no warning for snow chains at this time, but they are advising people to not go up the mountain. Over this course of the weekend. And as you're leaning over his shoulder each. To look at at what he's typing around. Paul, you're driving. You're just kind of slowly moving through town at this point. Because you're trying to decide what you guys are going to do. What you guys want to do. Whether or not you're going to go to Walmart. You're going to go to a gas station. Or wherever you're going to do. The phone begins to vibrate again.
2: Does this car have Bluetooth? So we can put it all on the speaker. And everyone hears it. The car has Bluetooth capability,
0: but the phone you have does not have the ability to do that.
1: Got it. I'll, I'll take it, up, it put Odessa. On speaker. Yeah. So Ichi takes the uh, the phone from Odessa, pops it open, uh, hits speaker, and answers. We're here, sir. All of us. On speaker? Yes, sir.
0: I could assume that by the GPS, you guys know your destination is the Forest Ranger Station, correct? 10-4. Yes, it's nestled within one of the seven forest districts that oversees the Wasatch mountains because the Wasatch mountains are considered a national forest and as such fall under the purview of the national park service. Slowly as information has been made available to me, I'm trying to sort through, so I know exactly what I'm sending you boys into. Uh, Because there are so few visitors to this area, this time of year, This particular station houses a two-man complement. Three days ago, while doing a routine welfare check on some missing campers, one of the forest rangers came across the scene of a brutal murder in the snow. Three days and two murders later, they called the FBI in for assistance. When the two agents from the Utah Bureau of Investigation arrived and saw the scenes and what was left of the bodies, they contacted their field office and asked for them to get in touch with Quantico. They requested a profiler from the BAU post haste. Now, we intercepted that call and we're currently sitting on it. We can blame it on the bad weather. Uh, As it stands, the three of you will be the requested profilers. And from the information we've gleaned from the on-site agents, the three individuals, all experienced extreme campers, and each unaffiliated with one another were slain at their campsites.
2: Do we know how they were slain?
0: It's still a bit fuzzy right now. Some of the reports that came from the two agents seem to conflict with one another. And then on the last one, there was only one of the agents was writing into Quantico. And he believes that it's possible they're dealing with a serial killer because of the way that the victim's carotid artery had been severed during the assault. Uh, Other than that, like I said, everything else is kind of up in the air. But I want you to know that the weather is due to take a turn for the worse and it's going to be happening sooner rather than later. Those crime scenes are going to be compromised by the elements. So time is of the essence to make your determination as to the origin of the murders. Remember, the three of you are the profilers sent to assist. As always, if it seems like the unnatural is at the root of this, you're to destroy all the evidence relating to it. Come up with a plausible excuse for what occurred, and if need be, know that the Ranger Station and its occupants are acceptable collateral damage.
2: All right. We're on our way to a superstore. We're going to grab some supplies and some other things and then we're going to head directly up there
0: paulie it's going uh, to take you almost an hour to get up to the top of that mountain by the way right now it's 5 30 at night you don't
2: so you're don't saying you should up. just
0: go directly i don't think you should stop for shit. i know the tank is full if you're hungry worry about it later it looks like the roads will stay clear up till a certain point and you won't get snow before tonight it's exactly. essential that you get up. up there asap any word on how the carotid arteries were severed no it just from the field report from the two agents and then the final agent it just said that they had been severed they didn't say what type of weapon was used they didn't say whether it was post-mortem it was very vague it almost sounded I hate to use the word frantic when I'm dealing with governmental professionals but it did sound almost frantic that they were urging Quantico to send up profilers.
1: All right, we'll head up directly. We can go directly, and if everything is compromised up there, providing we succeed in the quest, we'll take one of the Ranger trucks down. I'm sure the 4x4s will be able to handle anything they got. Well, you heard what he said. The Rangers are acceptable collateral damage.
2: I heard what he said. I don't want any word of this
0: leaking to the public. You're to stay off all internet forums.
1: I don't want anybody else knowing about this. We need to keep a tight lid on this. I'll, Ichi will we we'll peer s- back in the back seat and look at Ramirez and kind of hold his hand out.
2: Hmm?
0: Ramirez is just like, yeah, it's funny how forest
1: fires can start, isn't it? They just consume everything.
0: Yeah, forest fires are
1: a horrible thing. So, Ichi... Sir, to Heisenberg. Sir, we're hold on a second. We, are you there? Can you hear me, each? Sir, are you there? And I'll hit mute. Damn and I'll look. Each. To, I'll look to the group. So either he knows that you made the post, or he's saying we shouldn't. Do we tell him that? Do we tell him what we did, or no? Make I don't a even know human. You guys, yeah.
0: Make a int while you're talking to him. You two Ramirez. Not you, paulie Though you're driving. Oh. Yeah. I don't even know like I don't think
1: Ramirez would have been like I just made this post like I did about the Twitter because that's me but maybe he's a voice I have no nothing in human int other than it says a, a 10% bracket um, I got 33 I under 64 yeah.
0: under 64 as you're going back and forth and you can hear Heisenberg's like damn it each with the I'll you, unpause positive serve are you there you, you hear faintly
1: I think I'm losing them
0: Almost as though he's talking to somebody else
1: in a room. I'll keep bopping it like, sir, are you there? You know, and so he he knows I didn't disconnect. Each, if you could hear me, you
0: know the parameters of the mission. Get it done. Heisenberg out. Okay. Well, good. That worked out. Did I get anything from the human in... Just that it sounded like he was addressing somebody else in the room with him when he said, I think I'm losing them. You could almost hear like a muffled voice in the room. Indistinguishable what it was, though. Hmm. Apparently he's talking to Charlie Brown's teacher. I got to say, just us, when he started talking about the other arm of Delta Green, I wonder if that's him. And he's like, yeah, there's a group that isn't really part of Delta Green. It's like... Yeah, you're talking about yourself? Is that us? Well, a bit behind the curtain is there are two factions to Delta Green. There's the program, and then there are the outlaws. And there was a schism that occurred uh, I think back in the late 60s. When Delta Green got disbanded many years ago, a lot of these guys didn't give up. They kept going and, and hunting down the unnatural and whatnot, but they were Self sufficient, they were basically taking care of themselves, paying for everything themselves. And then, when Delta Green got pulled back into the fold again, these guys stayed outside of the official channels. So, they're still out there operating on their own, procuring all their own weapons, all their own intelligence, and stuff similar to what each and Pauli were doing. They were no longer under your, the umbrella of the agency. Of course, now he's trying to bring you guys back into the
1: fold. Again. So is Heisenberg part of the Cowboys or is he part of the agency?
0: That Who we knows? don't know, right? Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. I and mean, he's done a lot, a lot of Pirates. work for you guys. Uh, under The reverse. that he done a lot says. of work for him. He's <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I sent stuff to your uh, your girlfriend. Sure. I mean there's I mean you could have done a Hume int on that also to see if he seemed like he was telling the truth. Those are kind of you know things that just, you guys could use your skills to go through also. Spreading no the skill. paranoia to you guys. Yeah, okay. If we can't well, do a supply run. Let's just get get up there unless there's something,
1: you know, like a circle K right there, we could run in and grab some Sterno. I'm sure the Ranger station will have plenty of food up there. It said it was fit out for two two people, so that's plenty, I think, for us, especially if they have a cabinet full of dried goods or things like that we can i don't know how the long way we the want to be here on party yeah. yeah let's just get on the
2: well let's just continue to rake right to our destination
1: i don't
0: want to get to a point where some of this stuff gets compromised like he said about the weather um we're on the clock yeah you like you hear the um the rpms in the car just mm. so you guys are gonna go we're gonna go straight that. through oh, okay beeline it yeah So you guys begin to make your way up the mountain. The mountain road continues to become more and more precarious the more you guys traverse it in altitude. And you could feel the cold clinging to the car. Even the car heater is barely able to keep the hostile chill at bay. The switchbacks continue to take you back and forth, back and forth. All the while, the vehicle's GPS has been glitching and cutting out. Ramirez, you know, at this point, your laptop is defunct. It's basically frozen on a screen. It's not picking up anything, even from your personal hotspot. At about 5.30, you realize that you're getting very close to your destination as you see the GPS occasionally blink in and out. And a few minutes later, you see it, a large pool out with a driveway that leads to a lone building. On your GPS, there's a star next to it. And even though it's only 530, you can just make out the moon starting to climb the sky, and it's going to be a big fool fucker. Go ahead, Tom.
2: I was going to say, we can we see the driveway clearly? Is it clear? Are there any other vehicles in it? There are. You notice that there is a
0: Bronco, big white Bronco, four-wheel drive. And you see that there's a shed in the back, like a like an awning shed, and you see one lone snowmobile back there.
2: All right. I'll park next to the Bronco if the space is available.
0: Yeah, there's plenty of space. As you pull in, you you can hear the, the gravel driveway as the weight of this town car starts moving over it. You eventually come to a stop, and you see that, like this large building with a set of double doors at the top of a... a you know, low steps. There's lights coming in from both sides of the windows just to the left and right of this double door. Okay.
2: Does it look like anybody's there? Lights on? Anything? The lights
0: are on. But being as cold as it is this late at night, nobody's coming out of the building to greet anybody. If anything, they're all still within. As you oh. exit the car... This cold just begins to stab at your exposed skin, reminding you just how hostile this mountain range could be. You see that the exterior is covered with a light-colored layered wood, its eaves accented with dark wood beams. And at the front of the building, inviting as it may seem, are two closed double doors. I as we get out, Ramirez is kind of like scanning the tree lines, and he's like, oh, a red-headed mockingbird. You usually don't see those this far north. Interesting. And um, he's kind of like looking at you two. He wants to see who's going first, who's going to be doing the talking,
2: or if that's going to be him, like kind of so how do you guys want to play this? They said we're from the FBI. You guys have any credentials? We have no credentials, but we've been able to do this before, so maybe we can sound officious. But my track record on doing that has been abysmal.
1: Well, we usually let you lead Odessa uh, until it's time for me to step in. Yeah, and and so let's somebody just senseless, which works let's out keep well. Keep playing that because you know the <laughs> military jargon and you know all that, and uh, you sound very. You got the look. Uh, <laughs> so let I'd say we go with that A trusted handler. What is the weather?
0: It's dry. It's cold. It's not snowing yet degrees probably close to 39 degrees
1: okay so 40
0: no i like 39 (laughs) 38 closer to 38
1: (laughs) Um, i I say that we go in odessa you take the lead uh keep that sharpened tongue maybe a little bit dull and then all right ramirez just uh maybe help out interference help out when we need uh, we all know good Good cop, bad cop routine. You can yes. be good cop, bad cop janitor. Good cop, bad cop, crazy cop. <laughs> yeah. all right, so well, tell me
0: what you want to do. You're going into the building?
1: Yep.
2: Let's all oh. get together. And I say, all right, here's the deal. Since we don't have our credentials on us, we have to have some plausible means for explaining why we don't. Uh, let's Yes. So
0: Ramirez whips out his wallet and he's got an FBI badge that was given to him on the uh, gaslight scenario. Oh yeah! I got this, baby. Yeah,
2: We'd You know, technically, it. you guys would still have your badges, too. That's right. We do have those. Ah, those. good memory. All right. So we've got the stuff. So we're going to leave my wallet at
1: home. Yeah. I've All got right, nothing. So we are <laughs> good cop's... to go then.
2: All right. Let's walk in. Knock and be calm and but cool. But that takes 12 federal inches agent long. Of, I'm in control and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So let's walk in the double doors and look for somebody to say hi to.
0: Okay. As you enter the building, the warmth immediately begins to warm your bones. And you see you're in a reception room with log walls and brown Berber carpet. The room itself is 40 feet wide by 25 feet deep. And the room has a stale smell of old wood and oil lingering in the air. You see that this particular reception room, there's a counter... At the back wall with a register atop of it and a switched off monitor behind it and an intercom system control panel you see two tvs one hanging in the northeast corner and the other hanging in the northwest corner are both turned on but only static dominates these screens occupying the center are four cross partitions with each open side displaying pictures of what the Wasatch Mountains looked like in years past. You got forest fires, lightning strikes, and pictures of indigenous natives dominate each section. Two cabinets, one against the west wall and one against the east wall display bones and arrowheads and other unusual paraphernalia one might discover in the wilderness. You also see that there are two closed doors in this reception room. One in the west wall labeled fire exit And the other in the east wall with a placard denoting employees only. And hanging just to the left of this door is a floor plan of the building that says, in case of emergency, know your exits. That is the map I just sent the three of you.
2: Hmm. Is there anybody occupying the reception desk?
0: No, there's nobody behind the counter. There's nobody at any of the chairs or tables that are in there. Nobody wandering around.
2: Is there like a call button or...
0: A bell there is an intercom panel switch that's behind the counter
2: but that's all there is okay go over and uh, press the intercom
1: yeah we're supposed to be here so no need yeah. to tread lightly
2: yeah yes. you you hear
0: it kind of uh, that static feedback right As something is about to, to turn on and as you're doing that the door labeled employees only opens and you see a youthful looking man in his early 20s enter the room. He's got sandy blonde hair and blue eyes. And he seems more like a uh, skier or snowboarder of sorts. But the weapon on his right hip and uniform and badge mark him as a man of authority. In fact, if I were to describe what this, this guy looks like, I would say, think of Neil Patrick Harris. Is
1: that dookie,
0: uh, MPH. Yeah, but uh, yeah. How I Met Your Mother, Neil. Okay, he's like handsome and suave. Yeah, yeah, looks good. (laughs) With his hands on his hips, he announces to you, The uh, the mountain is closed, gentlemen. I'm afraid you're going to have to get back down the road before the
2: weather gets any worse. Oh, we're not here for tourist attractions. Um, We're actually here to help. We understand that you needed some help from uh, Quantico. He kind of looks at the three
0: of you dubiously and waiting for you to continue with wherever
2: you're going with this. I'm agent Odesso. This is agent Amura and agent Ramiro, And we're here to help you with the issue that you've had. Golly
0: agents. I'm sorry. I I guess I didn't expect you up here till tomorrow. Uh, My name is Ranger Johnny Belvin. Um, uh, I know the weather is a real killer out there. Uh, Sorry, poor choice of words. But, uh, you know, this whole thing kind of has us up in the air right now. Um, have you guys been brought up to speed on it on on what's going on? I mean,
2: please we tell only us. have sketchy details and we were told times of the essence because of the bad weather. If we were going to help have any hope of gathering any forensic information, we're going to have to get out to the scene real quick. So if you've got any flashlights or anything else and could guide us out there, we'd like to immediately start taking a look at things.
0: Well, you, you know agents, I, I I wasn't the one that called you guys up here though. It was the other agents that called you. Um in fact, it'd probably be best if uh if you followed me and I'll I'll introduce you to the rest of everybody here right now okay you start to pass through the door and you enter a hallway and with the door straight across from you and you can only go to the left and so he leads you along the hallway and he begins to fill you in uh, I, I don't know what you agents have been told about what's going on but I suppose I should get you agents up to speed four days ago we began to get severe weather forecasts and as usual the calls start to come in concerned family members and friends of those still on the mountain who haven't checked in. you know This is typical, and in most cases, completely unwarranted. They usually turn up at the local tavern at the bottom of the mountain. And all those missing did just that. That is all but three. Not only had they not turned up at the tavern, but they weren't answering their cells either, and two of them had satellite phones. Are you still able to track those? Well, that's the thing they not if they're turned off or or they're damaged. I mean, we weren't able to get these find find a 20 on their location. You know, I could understand one or maybe two campers getting lost in the mountains, but three at the same time. And neither had any knowledge of the others. They had no affiliation whatsoever. And this seemed highly unusual. And I understood the concern. And when we were asked to more or less conduct a welfare check, we did oblige. Uh, We asked those who inquired to give us an approximation of where they might be camping. As you know, there's a lot of ground to cover, and there's only two of us at this time of year. By our summation, all three seemed to be camping within a few miles of our station. When Ranger Muha and I found the first victim's campsite, well, we discovered him dead. It was nothing like I had ever seen before. He'd been eviscerated and worse. We found the second camper on the second day, which was when we called for some agents. We found the third site on the third day, and each campsite was identical. We did a cursory inspection of each campsite, careful not to disturb anything for you agents, but uh, we didn't discover any cell phones at any of the sites or on their persons. Uh, We did find that one victim, the first one, had a revolver which we found in his tent had it been fired not that we could tell Uh, we don't have the forensics up here to make that determination Uh, were all the
1: chambers filled then
0: I didn't as far as I know five of the six are are filled yeah I I didn't want to open up the cylinder Uh, Ranger Muha didn't want to either Uh, we both thought it was best to just leave the weapon in its condition until the agents could arrive
1: that's good thinking ranger i don't know if the other agents
0: looked at it um the big boys are here now it's okay it's okay i don't want to overload you you know it is kind of strange though is that his his body because we we found all their bodies outside of their tents he he didn't have it with him though it was in the tent we found him dead outside of the tent Hmm. Um, these
2: all three were three separate campers each going solo is that correct that is correct
0: yes and we brought the bodies back here to the station uh oh so the bodies are here we have them now we we collected Mm. them one by one after we photographed them at at their sites and whatnot we have the photographs uh
1: we would definitely need to see the photographs as well as the bodies if we're able to
0: yeah that's no problem we have them in the storage room with the back windows cracked open just to to kind of keep it cool back there mm-hmm. as possible uh until arrangements can be made to get them down the mountain we don't want we don't want them to hit decomp too soon um oh did i mention we caught the suspect
2: no i know you didn't at all that would have been a better thing to lead with uh, i'm sorry
0: uh um, buried the lead there son a, a lot of things going on here agents a potential
2: um, suspect
1: correct
0: uh well the way he was caught uh ranger muha brought him in it's it's still kind of up in the air right now, but it he looks like he's good for the crimes. Uh, he keeps denying he has anything to do with it, which, I mean, if you're guilty, isn't that what you're going to say? Or you if you're say innocent, that? it
1: might be something that you say. Well, we, we'd love to talk to this suspect that's, as well, too. it's about my pay grade Ages, Obviously. Uh, yeah.
0: So as you guys are walking through the station, he's telling you about this suspect. He, he kind of Gives a little more information about it and says, you know, uh, well, Ranger Muha and Special Agent Kramer went out to stake out the last site. They were under the belief that possibly the suspect may come back. And uh, the two men got separated at that time. And while searching for the missing agent, Ranger Muha circled back to the campsite and That's when he came across a lone individual right where the latest victim had been found. When the suspect saw the forest ranger, he started to flee. The ranger ordered him to stop, and according to Ranger Muha, the suspect made a half turn with what looked like a weapon in his hand, and Muha fired, shooting the suspect multiple times. Uh, After calling out for Agent Kramer and still getting no response, Ranger Muha made the field decision to cease looking for the missing agent. And put the wounded suspect on the back of his snowmobile. Uh, He brought the dying man back to the station. The
1: suspect is dying? Well, he's been
0: shot a couple times, but right now we have him in one of the holding rooms that's attached. Mm -hmm. We we still got a missing agent out there, agents. Um, And when did this confrontation happen? This happened last night.
2: Is okay, the, so is the suspect stable or is he bleeding out or what kind of medical facilities do you have here? We really don't have any medical facilities. we got a couple of first aid kits on the
0: wall. Um, we got what what I learned back when I was in the uh, the, the Navy, um, you know, and, and in the Boy Scouts and whatnot, which is very practical. And I managed to, to staunch his flow, uh, but we haven't been back there in, in a little while we've been mostly kind of up in arms you know the other agent he's just he's beside himself looking for his partner and ranger muha he's he's adamant he's not going to go back out there tonight regardless of the moon or not
2: you know all right let's go talk to this guy before he dies uh why didn't you guys call for medical assistance why isn't there a doctor up here or an ambulance
0: I'm interested to see where uh, Agent
2: Muha is now, or Ranger Muha. What was the question again, Agent? Why didn't you guys call for an ambulance or medical assistance? Why hasn't this guy been evacuated?
0: Well, that's just the thing is, you know, we're just a, we're a small two-man facility up here. And honestly, I hate to sound indifferent towards somebody, but somebody that was caught at the site that tried to draw down on one of the Rangers and was taken down. No ambulance. No EMT is going to come up the mountain, going to drive the hour up here. Not in this weather. He would have to wait till tomorrow when the weather clears a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's just our best to try to keep him stable and keep him basically from dying. That's strange. We made the trip. Did you guys even call for help? Well, I want to make something clear, Agent. We didn't call you. The other agents called you.
1: Now, Which other hope we're not you looking find? at some
0: uh, vigilante justice up here, young man.
1: Agent Kramer and what's the name of the other agent that's currently missing? Uh what the hell was his name? Uh, special agent
0: Ma Maka Maka Makamura.
1: Hmm.
0: Name is familiar. Special agent Makamura, yes. Ramirez is like, I'm just catching a scent of something and I don't like it. <laughs> Mr. Belvin? That's uh Ranger Belvin. I said yeah. what I said. So look. Now look, Agent. He kinda you know, the the gun on his hip is almost just as big as his leg. He's just mm-hmm. this twiggy looking guy. He's like, look, I I would appreciate it if you spoke to me with the respect my station
1: deserves. Mm-hmm. Ichi raises his hand. He's like, look, we understand this piece of shit here we should rot and should die, but we need to talk to him. We also need to talk to Agent Kramer. We need to also talk to Ranger Murha, I believe you called him. Muha. Is that correct? Murha, Muha. yes. We need to talk to everybody. And well, so it's a bit of matter of, of time is the of importance right now. So if, if some of my friends here are a little bit terse, please forgive them. They've had a long journey, and I'm sure you're journey you guys have had over the last couple days is even, even worse. So if we could see the, the prisoner that you have, if we could talk to these agents and Rangers, we would appreciate that.
0: Well, one of the agents is missing. Like I said, agent, agent Kramer's
1: still out in the wild. Oh, he's out there looking still. Okay. But when him and,
0: when him and, Ranger Muha got separated, the, the Ranger put the suspect on the back of his snowmobile and brought him back. Unfortunately, he
1: had to leave Kramer's snowmobile out there. Ranger Muha is here though. We can talk to him. Yes. Okay. And the convict is here. The, the 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 one who has done these deeds. Yes. Okay. Let's talk to him first. Yeah. Well, like I said, um you know, I,
0: I hate to be a sour sourpuss, but I'm no longer in control, agents. This this falls under the purview of Agent, Mana
1: Makamura. Maca. Yes, Agent Makamura. So he's currently not here now. So no, he's here. Agent oh. Kramer's missing. Great. May we speak to Makamura, please? Yes, of course. Let's uh, continue to follow me, and he continues to
0: lead you along that hallway. You pass a, another door on your right, and a few more doors. At the corner, it goes probably about I don't know, maybe thirty feet or so, and then it turns to the left, goes for another fifteen feet. When the hallway opens up into an area towards the north in a twenty-five foot square, you see this white area has all the trappings of a kitchen slash gathering nook. There's an opening in the nook's east wall that leads to what could best be described as a dining room. Opposite the hallway you just traversed. On the other end of the kitchen is another hallway that continues to the west. You see in the kitchens your typical machines. You see the sink, fridge, microwave and a coffee maker and you also uh, notice another older forest ranger standing at the coffee machine with a mug in his left hand and a well-worn holster on his left hip with a revolver tucked in it. He looks to be in his mid to late 50s. His hair is long and black with with deep streaks of silver. And you could tell by his complexion and deep, dark eyes, which follow your every move as you walk in, that he's a has Native American heritage. And as Ranger Belvin walks in, he gestures towards the older man and says, this is Forest Ranger Muha. Uh, he's the one who brought
1: back the suspect. I'll walk over and shake hands, introduce myself. I am Agent Kimura, and my associates here, Agent Odesso and Agent Ramirez. How can we help?
0: He's leaning against the counter with the coffee cup in his hand, and he says, uh, well, um, I'm glad that you boys came out here, but, uh, I think it's a pretty open and closed case, with the exception of one lost agent out there, which we should probably get in the morning. I think, uh.
1: I think it's done i think we got the we got our man yeah but we have an agent out there and the weather is getting cold was this agent prepared for being outside did was he would he make it till morning do you think well he had cold weather gear on but uh i don't know what his wood skills are well you know us we're all city folks so we're we're definitely in your territory here yes i understand and as he's
0: kind of sizing the three of you up, especially you each, because you kind of come to the front of the triangle. You could hear on the other hallway opposite, the one you came through, a door open in the north wall, and a lone man comes out wearing a blue snow parka and matching snow pants. Stenciled on the back of his parka in bright yellow letters are the initials FBI. He seems to be mumbling to something in his hand. And as he turns, you notice he's of Asian descent. In his mid-thirties, chiseled jawline that's been closely shaven and jet black hair cut close to his scalp. It's no use. I can't get any reception. We must be on the edge of the storm. He exclaims as he taps the screen of his cell phone. And then he looks up at the three of you sees Ramirez, and then he sees Kimura and Odessa, and you see his features begin to soften. And standing before you, Special Agent Makamura, whom you remember from Hellbent, California.
2: Right, he helped us with the dinosaur. That is correct. You don't say that out loud, do you? No,
1: I don't say that out loud. <laughs> hey, you let me down. Yeah. No, so this,
2: this is all good stuff, we say. Oh, Odessa says, "Hey, good to see you again, agent."
0: Ichi, Polly. So, you're the profilers I requested.
1: Yeah. Oh, Ten 4
0: You know, the older forest ranger begins to walk away from the from the coffee maker, kind of like just shunning the rest of you guys. Go ahead, Ramirez. So I say as this is happening because Ramirez doesn't know this guy, so he obviously sees something special is happening. So he kind of winks at the younger Belvin. He's like, "It's all right. Put your mind at ease." And um, he goes over and he like takes out the basket of the coffee and he just starts making a new one. He's like, "Oh no, no, no! It's, it's disgusting. No, no, no!" So he's just over there making a nice hot pot pot of coffee as this is all going down. Make an alertness check while you're doing that, Ramirez. Mm. Oh. Is oh like two zeros is that a hundred i got two zeros and a seven that's a seven then okay so seven under 44. yeah you see that makamura is definitely warm to these two individuals your two partners and you also notice that as muha limps away from the counter he just got a look of of irritation on his face okay he doesn't like that we're here in his soup So he'll just kind of come over, join the party with like 15 sugars in his coffee. Where are you going to? He's just going to go over where the other guys are standing. Okay. So he can just join the conversation. Yeah. And you see uh, Muha go over and into the dining room area. That's off the east side of the kitchen nook. And just kind of leans against the table, looking out the northern window. Just watching the, the flurries go by outside. Makamura looks at you and he says, I, I know what the Rangers are saying about going out at night, but we need to find Agent Kramer. He's still out there. I don't think he'll survive the night if we don't get our asses out there to find him.
2: You know, Why is Yoko so down hold a kit this guy killed? Is he looked like the kind of guy that can eviscerate a man, much less three of them? This man, he looks like a wild animal.
0: He's he's scary looking. You know, I, I know that I requested profilers to assist because quite frankly, after seeing these campsites, I honestly believe we're dealing with a serial killer or some kind of... Uh, you know, uh, I really have to watch what I say. When I returned from Hellbend and I filed my report, I was transferred to Salt Lake City post-haste. I don't know anything about that. All I know is that uh, I said something about the cube that was made of gold with strange markings on it. I was gone. So I'm very careful about what I say now. I just, I need some help. What's your take on this whole situation? Well, like I filed in my report, I believe we have a serial killer out there.
2: And what's your take on it outside of the report knowing that we've worked each other and we know things that most people don't what is your what is your real take just between us off the record if this man did it he
0: hid the weapons real well but i don't understand what happened to their
1: organs they were eviscerated. Um, did you see the bodies? Are the, clean, the cuts clean? Does it look like something an animal could just dig out the entrails after well, they were killed?
0: I just came out of the room with the bodies. They're in the storage room. But uh, I don't. It's not what I know. What I know. What I do best. All I know is that these three campers, they died a horrible death. Mm. Uh, and if. We don't have the suspect. If this is just a nobody, then Agent Kramer is still out there with this crazy person.
1: Is Agent Kramer armed?
0: He was. Yes. Very we're...
1: good. And he said that the man didn't have any weapons on him, but did he have any trace of the
0: organs that were removed? Not in his hands. No, you don't typically take something, you is know, what to, where to go. He just looked very dirty. Dirty with dirt or blood? Uh, dirty with dirt from like somebody who who had been uh, living out there in the wilderness for a long time.
2: Yes. But he wasn't bloody and he didn't have any weapons. So other than him looking suspicious, probably not the guy. You, you said that these people were eviscerated. Were they torn open or cut open? You'd have to see the bodies.
0: I, I don't know how to make a good description. The the chests were torn open, the throats slashed. Do we want to move to the bodies or do we want to speak to our man?
2: Let's Maybe we bold. can split Let's that split up. up. One person go talk to the guy, the other uh one or two of us go and look at the bodies.
1: Ichi will go to uh Ranger Muha. Say Ranger Muha would be we would be able to take a, take a look at this piece of shit that you got locked up in there i don't know what he would be good for well it's basically protocol but we'd like to maybe follow up and find out maybe why he did it or you know does he was he working with someone else that's you know three people that's a lot for one person to handle especially you know being out there in the in the the wilds and also Is it okay if the other agents uh, take a look at the deceased? That's fine. Um, But you know that all the bodies
0: were found one after another after another? Yes. They weren't all taken
1: down at the same time? No, I know. But just to do that on a a day-to-day basis takes a lot of... uh, mental craziness too. So we need to evaluate this person to see what we're dealing with. So Someone would have to be very uh disconnected from reality
0: to do that sort of thing. Who's going to go talk to the suspect?
1: I'll go talk to the suspect. I've uh out of character. I've because of Ichi's background, I've seen enough knife and sword wounds to determine what's an edged weapon of precision versus what's a claw fang or ripped open with a piece of broken glass. You know, So I will go take a look at the bodies, though I'm not of any medical uh, profession. I
0: have um, a little bit of a cult as Ramirez, and I think I hate to pin it on the guy because whatever, but this Native American guy, I want to kind of look at that, see if maybe there's something with this evisceration and these wounds that might point towards some sort of ritual
1: but are I'm going to follow Are you like, how are you now? reading
0: my mind Native American?
1: So he, no, he's not a character right exactly. now. We're just talking.
0: He slowly gets up, holding his back, cracks himself, limps his way over to you. Adesso. And here's the key to the holding room. Pick the keys, go down the hallway past where the other agent came out, turn left, go all the way down.
2: Last door on the right. Okay. I'll ask um, Makamura if he wants to come with me. Uh, Makamura, why don't you come with me while we interview this guy? You know, standard protocol is two people to interview. Okay. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't
0: feel comfortable, but I will go with you. I don't... I hope... If he did something to Martin, my partner, then I don't know how I'd feel... If i had a civilized conversation with him without knowing that
2: well let's see where the evidence leads us let's let's talk to him first okay yeah i out defer of, uh, to you Right.
1: right i'm sorry brother go ahead i was going to say out of character tony you can ask him about martin and like feed him you know like and and the red-headed agent that you killed yeah i killed him ah, you know he doesn't have red hair he's got black you know what i mean like you can right maybe Figure out a way to see to assuage mock A Muso's little reacher, yeah, yeah. I yeah, like
0: her.
2: it. False, false information. Yes. Yeah. So Kramer, what does he
1: look like? Well, I will tell you right now because I have his statistics right back here, <laughs> or in the back of the book. A picture in my wallet of us in the kissing booth. <laughs> yes. Look out for number three.
0: He is tall dark features clean he had been with the bureau for eight years uh very by the book toes the line. caucasian what color
2: hair black okay all right let's go to the uh let's go to the lockup okay so each
0: you and romeo are going into the storeroom to look at the bodies yeah that is oh. correct
1: Storeroom is that the area that's with the tables and all that?
0: That's correct. Okay. Polly, you and Makamura are gonna go talk to the suspect. One through ten, Polly and Makamura, eleven through twenty each in Romeo
1: heart, twenty. And I'll let you know next session. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard Twenty podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five star rating and review. We've also have a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard Twenty. So if you're into watching, head on over and hit that subscribe bell. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So don't forget to look for us there and check us out. You can also contact the show directly at rollthehard 20 Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at rollthehard 20 Podcast.com, where you can download the current show directly, pick and choose past shows from our archives, or view our galleries. We've got a lot of stuff posted there, so check us out. And finally... Join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash roll the hard 20 podcast, where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.